let's get it all in perspective For all y'all enjoyment, a song y'all can step with Y'all appointed me to bring rap justice But I ain't 5-0, y'all know it's Nas, yo Great Goose and a whole lot of hydro Only describe us as soldier survivors Stay laced in the best, well-dressed with finesse in the white tee Looking for white meat, the girl who fly and talk so nicely Put her in the coupe so she can feel the nice breeze We could drive through the city, no doubt But don't say my car's topless Say the titties is out Newness, here's the anthem Put your hand up that you shoot with Count your loot with Push the pool stick in your new crib Same hand that you hook with Swing around like you stupid King of the town Yeah, I've been that You know I click clack Where you and your men's at Through the smurf, through the wop Baseball bat Rooftop like we bringing 88 back They shooting we have a brand new episode of Ballers and the Baby on the sideline. Today we are blessed to have Coach K.B. Belton of Leonard High School. He'll be taking over the Leonard Longhorns, and today we're going to get into depth about what his plans are for the Leonard program and how he plans to execute those this year. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing phenomenal. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I really appreciate uh, the time and then the ability to uh, be able to spotlight myself in Leonard High School. Yes, sir. Well, first of all, thank you for taking the time out today. Uh, would you like to give your social media handle so that everybody can follow you in the Leonard football program, sir? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so obviously you can follow me on Twitter at Coach underscore KB Jr. Um, our, our Leonard football page of Twitter is at Leonard football. Um, and then same for Instagram, it's at Leonard underscore football. Um, th those are our two main platforms. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for that. So we'll go ahead and jump straight into it. Coach, what got you into sports in general? Um, honestly, the big thing that got me into sports is not, I was bored, um, and I was to stay out of trouble. My mom was, um, my mom and dad split when they were, when I was young, um, and they were young too. I mean, shoot, my mom had me when she was 15. Um, so she was a kid raising a kid and the, you know, the thing to keep me out of trouble and keep me just not in the house is doing sports. So, you know, I would walk down to the community center, man, and we would just, just hoop all day and, you know, go outside and play football. I grew up up North. So if, 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 if you didn't get into outside activities during the spring and summer, it wasn't no, <laughs> it, it wasn't no going outside when it hits, November because it was too cold so we would go in and we would hoop man and so um that's really I got in depth into the sports just playing with my friends all the time all day long because that's all we had to do yes sir so I see you a multi-sport athlete coming up what got you into football um it's football specifically um my dad played um and and he played in high school and my slight memory of when we were in Rochester New York was um I was, man, I probably was, I don't know, three or four years old. I don't know how I remember, but just watching um, a playoff game uh, at East High School where he played, um, and they actually, they actually won the game, and being able to see the crowd, it was really cool, man. I, I don't know how I remember that, but I do. Uh, and when my mom decided to put me in tackle football, I just, I liked it. I liked it a lot, I like hitting people. I like the, the the team aspect of it um and i like being the guy you know i like being the person that when they get a ball to you it's, it's go time I, I really like that so i just stuck with it i understand that uh what got you into coaching um honestly coaching kind of fell into my lap man it wasn't even i wasn't looking to do it um after i stopped playing college ball um i just missed the game and I was like, man, it would be super cool to go coach youth football um, and help a program 
not go to one of the best programs, but go to a program who's not been too successful um, and see why they haven't been su- successful. How can I help from a organizational standpoint, um, from a you know leadership standpoint, from developing young athletes to what they need to know going into high school? Um, I, I really wanted to do that. And I said, man, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go back and just give back my time. I wasn't even looking to coach. But then I got into it, and they asked me to coach at East Manatee, um, and I'm like, all right, cool, I'll do it. Um, and then I, head coaching job came open for the 14U, and I was like, all right, that's a lot of, a lot, to, <laughs> a lot to take on. But you know what? I mean, I'll do it, and I really got into it, man. And it was, it was something that I became passionate about, and I was in the business world at that time, and I was like, you know what, man, I, this is where I belong, and I loved it. And I said, man, screw this, I'm gonna give up my big salary job and I'm gonna go coach and that's how I started going into it yes sir so you see the drive to help the community is something that pushed you there uh, what yeah. was that experience like coaching at the youth league level and what lessons did you learn from it um, at the youth league level obviously parent involvement is to the max right um, I learned very very quickly that the, the better you are organized the easier it is for the parents to have buy-in, no matter if you win or lose. Um, if you show that you're organized, you show that you have good communication, you keep them up, up, the, uh, up to date in the loop of what's going on, they'll support you. Um, and I, I've taken that everywhere I go, um, from East Manatee to, you know, I was Palmetto Trojans when I went to uh, ODA, uh, even being at Leonard for a year. Like, I feel like that having a, a strong parent buy-in, because those are your stakeholders, um, that's something that I have taken and moved on with, um, and it has helped me. And I've had made, met great families um, to support me as I moved to different places. Um, and I've met great kids um, of kids, of, of, of kids I've coached and their brothers and their sisters. And, you know, it's more of a family aspect. And that's something that I, I've definitely carried with me since the youth league. Yes, sir. That that relationship with parents is one that's mostly overlooked, but that can make a difference in your program if you have a great relationship with those parents, man. A hundred percent. Yes, sir. So what brought you down to Florida being that you're from up north? Is it coaching yeah. or is it just business? Um, honestly, man, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's one of the biggest cliches, but it's a backwards cliche. So usually the girl follows the guy, but me and my wife went to school in mid-America in Kansas. Um, and she's from Palmetto, Florida, obviously down here on this side of the bay. Um, and she went to school to play soccer. I went to play football and run track and we just clicked. And our, I want to say our junior year, she was like, I can't take it. Uh, the cold is, it's, it's killing me. You know, being from, from this area, you don't see snow. You don't see negative degree weather. I was used to it. She wasn't. <laughs> and she was like, I'm out. So she was like, we either we're together and you come with me or it's over. And I'm like, you know what, man? It's true to snow. I'm out. And I left. <laughs> I came yes, to sir. Florida and, and never looked back. Now, I understand. My parents are in a similar situation. My mom's from Kansas and my dad's from Florida. The same thing okay. happened. He ended up bringing her back down to Tampa. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's honestly, I, I, I'm trying to get my parents to move here. That they, they're still stuck into. I want to be in the Midwest and this and that. I'm like, man, ain't nothing like not having to shovel snow, not having to buy a whole new set of clothes every year. Like, it's 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 different. 
Oh, it is. I, I only go up there and visit, and I can tell you that yeah. cold is something else. And I was like, woo. It's, it's brutal, man. People don't understand it, man. Like, I tell people, like, uh, like when I was tra- traveling for business and things like that, I'm, I, I was in Pennsylvania um, in November, and it was, it was I don't know, 23 degrees. And I, I go to the car <laughs> to leave, and I, I, I forgot, right, that you have to heat up the car before you get in. So I'm sitting in the car freezing. And I'm like, God, why is it so freaking cold? Well, where's the heat? And, and then I forgot I had to to, to ice off the freaking uh, window. And I'm like, I don't have a, a icer, so I had to use my credit card. But that's like super old school. I'm like, God, man, I hate this. I'm going back home. <laughs> oh, yeah, I understand. So you say you moved down to Palmetto. That's happened to be the same area where you got your first head coaching job at uh, Sarasota Outdoor Academy during the COVID year. Um, what yeah. was that experience like? I know you were an offensive coordinator there, but stepping in, being a head coach, especially during COVID, uh, how was that experience and what are some takeaways you learned from that? Man, that was probably <clears throat> that was the most difficult time I've ever had in my life, man, not just from a coaching standpoint, but just trying to keep it all together, man, dealing with the COVID issues, dealing with being a new first time ever head coach. Um, it's a private school, so it's completely different than a public school. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that. Um, then also dealing with COVID on your, on your own with your family. Um, it, it was hard, man. It was really hard. Um, that experience actually helped me, when it comes to um, being better at being a, like a true coach. And a lot of people think just being a coach is the X's and O's. Man, the X's and O's is the easy part. Practice, that's the easy part. It's everything else that's hard as a head coach. Um, from the organization to the parents to getting coaches to how we're going to do certain things, how we're going to look on the bus, do we have enough um, uh, equipment? Do we have this? Do we have that? Like COVID really opened my eyes to things because we couldn't do anything. Like from a weight room standpoint, I, I, I mean, I was by myself, man. And I had to literally take all the weights and move them outside. Um, I had to, you know, we didn't have locker rooms. So, I mean, our kids didn't have lockers. So they had to take their stuff home. So, you know, it, it helped me prepare a little bit better. Like what if someone doesn't bring a jersey, right? So I got to have extra everything. Um, you know, we didn't have anywhere to store our stuff because of COVID. And so I had to take everything home with me. Um, so it, it, it was it was tough. bro. It, it, it was really, really tough. And from a parent standpoint, you got parents who were on one side of the fence and on the other. Some didn't really care. Like, All right, you know, what? we're going full tilt in this. Let's do it. As long as we cover our face, we're good. We had some parents who wanted to know everything we were doing at practice to prevent their kid from getting sick. Well, what are we going to do at games? How are we going to get to games? How are we going to like it was overload and i'm like you know what man i'm going to take the best of what i did to accommodate and i'm going to take some of that with me as we move away from COVID to implement into wherever i go next um and and i've i've done those things like our communication app that we have most people have you know coaches i've been around they just send emails right mm-hmm. um but at that time we had COVID, so we weren't all around each other at all times. I had kids who had, you know, half day classes. I had kids who went online. So we had to be able to communicate with our kids because I never saw them. So we have a communication app that worked well for us. Um, and parents can be involved in that as well. So I, I brought that to Leonard and it's been working phenomenal. And I took that with me, um, like during seven on seven, um, I, I use it as well too, because we got kids all over the place. Um, so those are just some things that I've taken with me um, from the COVID situation and, and my experience um, to winter as well. 
Yes, sir. That adversity helps us grow and helps us learn things that we didn't know. hundred percent. So I definitely agree with that. So, Coach, uh, being from you, you had your roots down in Manatee in the Palmetto area. What brought yeah. you to choose, what brought you up to Tampa and why Leonard? So, um, it literally ended up being a, a crazy situation because um, I was actually slated to go after I left ODA, which was m- my choice to leave. Um, it just wasn't the right fit for me. The private school world was, it was different, man. I wasn't used to that. Um, and in my opinion, they weren't committed to winning. Um, and so I, I decided to step away. And I was actually going to go to Laker Ranch High School um, with the current Palmetto high school coach was at Laker ranch. He just went to Palmetto. I was going to go there. Um, but I was going to go on the defensive side of the ball and I played defense in college. I know defense, um, but my passion is offense. And, um, he's a phenomenal guy. He, he's actually one of my mentors and he actually sat me down one day. He was like, Hey man, my, my buddy who I played high school football with, who's from Manatee County coaches at Leonard which is only like 15 minutes from your house because um, I stay in Parrish mm-hmm. right on the border of Tam- of Hillsborough and Manatee. And he was like, you know, you should talk to him and see if he does have anything on the offensive side of the ball um, because I know that's where you want to be. I would love you here, but I know where you want to be. And so me and Coach Kitchy, I called him up. You know, we started talking. Obviously, he's from Manatee County, graduated from Southeast High School, so he knows all about Manatee County football, Sarasota County football. So, you know, obviously we're just, you know, chopping it up, talking and um, and he was like, man, come to practice one day. So I came out there just watching and just seeing the atmosphere. And it was completely different than obviously the smaller private school. It was different than, you know, being at Lakewood Ranch, just different dynamic. Um, and I was like, man, this is, this is where I really, I want to be. Cause I can impact kids. One kids who look like me, kids who, um, are, are, are looking for outside source to come in and help them get better, not just as young men, um, not just as football players, but kids who are going to develop into adults um, and who don't have that guidance. Um, I, I saw that as soon as I pulled up to Leonard, they're so diverse. And I was like, man, this is where I want to be at. Um, I brought my wife. She checked it out. She was like, this school reminds me of Palmetto High School. Very diverse school. Um, Seems like a lot of culture. And the principal is phenomenal. Like, Miss Savino is on another level, man. And she's the one who actually sold me on Leonard. Um, And I I just committed to it. Yes, Like you said, I'm pretty sure you saw a lot of kids with a diverse background that probably remind you of yourself. So I can see how that attachment would lead you there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I, I went there for a year, um, 2020-2021 season. Um, I'm pretty sure it was 21-21. Yeah. And I, I absolutely loved it. I mean, I, I I worked there as a special education teacher. I coached with Coach Kitchy. Um, it, it was a great time and a great experience. Yes, sir. So my next question, you kind of touched on it earlier, but I'm interested. Yeah. What is your coaching philosophy? You said you played – I had a background on the defensive end, but you love yeah. the offensive side. So what's your philosophy, Coach? So from my philosophy from a whole football standpoint team um, is we're going to be detail-oriented top to bottom. I mean, from how we lift weights to how we walk on the field for practice, how do we practice, how do we watch film, how do we get on the bus to travel, everything we do is going to be 100% detailed. Um, so that, like, that's my philosophy from a whole football program standpoint, um, doing those little things. But from an offensive standpoint, um, 
I'm a spread guy, and spread football doesn't mean you throw the ball everywhere, right, all the time. That's that's not what spread football is. Um, I'm a big options guy. Um, I want to give our team, uh, specifically offense, as many options as possible to whatever the defense throws at us, we have an option to get out of it. And we're going to use the entire field, sideline to sideline, end zone to end zone, like, they're going to have to respect everything we do. We might, you know, th- throw a bubble screen out there just to see what you do, come back with a tunnel screen, come back with a couple motions and shifts, and we're going to make defenses cover everything and to find their weakness so we can exploit it. Um, that That's my philosophy. Yes, sir. So I, I see, I heard the passions spark up in your voice when you started talking about that spread offense. And yeah, I, man. Um, what infatuates you with spread offense, and how do you plan on implementing that style of play at Leonard? I think what what fascinates me with it is that there's so many ways to do it. Like I really started studying um, Urban Meyer when he was up in Utah when he had Alex Smith, mm-hmm. and they started running that read option, bro. It was ridiculous. I mean, Alex Smith was getting off every every week at Utah. I mean, dude was on the cover of NCAA. A lot of kids don't even know what NCAA yes, football <laughs> is, um, but he was on the cover, man. And I was like, man, I want I really want to learn and understand what they're doing up there. So I started studying. I got a hold of the playbook, man. It was so detailed, and it was so many different things that they did from a spread standpoint. They made you cover everything. Like, I mean, I mean, they would read option you, and he'll, he'll roll out running, and he'll also turn, uh, uh, out of nowhere throw a bubble on the same side. Like, dude, they're having to defend everything, and that's actually what opened my eyes to it. And then you start getting into different things of, like, uh, the air raid, right? So air raid still another aspect of the spread you're spreading the field out but now you're throwing the ball 40 times a game and working with space and grass and leverage um and i got really into that i'm like dude that's freaking awesome if you got kids who can who can run if you got a quarterback who who has good decision making you can you can tear people up and that's where me and uh uh, uh coach west who, who's at palmetto now we really started you know clicking because he's an air raid guy he loves the air raid um leech he, he uh, he's a leech guy okay and so i, I would start asking him questions how do they practice how do they install how do they do certain things and we would bounce uh, ideas off of each other of like all right if we put the defense in this in this type of stressor what do you think their their um their answer is going to be to it and then what's our answer to that um so it really got um deep deep talks into those um so that like that's why the spreads really really open my eyes on man i really love this because you can do so many different things um tempo hurry up like it's it, it's a lot into it yes sir so going off of that you're a first you'll be a first year head coach at leonard um what are yep. some points of emphasis you tried to emphasize this off season to get the kids to buy in yeah man so our first week was this this past Monday, right? Horrible week to be because 4th of July, kids are still going out of town. Um, first day of Monday, we had 67 kids, right? Then we're off Tuesday. Um, and my challenge for them was Monday when we came in. If, if this wasn't different from what you've seen the last six years, don't come back because that means I'm failing at my job. Um, Wednesday, we come back, we had 78 kids. So obviously the word spread a little bit and then those same kids came back. So we grew. Um, And I emphasize the first day is that everything we do, we're going to do it at a thousand miles per hour. Um, We are going to be detailed. We're going to have energy. 
<clears throat> our culture is going to be team over everything. I don't care if you're the best player on the team. If you're not doing things correctly, if you're not doing the details, you're not doing the things that we're teaching you to do your job, then we have to find someone else to do it. Um, accountability, holding our kids accountable to the highest standard, because at the end of the day, we have a lot of kids who say they want to play college football. We have a lot of kids who don't know what that means. And so I want to instill that into them because they don't need to be thinking about college football when they're going to college. They need to be thinking about playing and being ready to play college as their sophomores, as their juniors, as their seniors. Because if they have that mindset of those details and and team first and, and understanding how to go a thousand miles per hour, then their dream can come true. Now it now it's from how do you play, right? And then from a uh, um, a recruiting standpoint, what fits best and what do you fit for certain schools? Um, but I, that's what we're emphasize, emphasizing is culture, um, details. And always going a thousand miles per hour, no matter what we're doing. I love it, Coach. Hey, if you're ready for an opportunity, you never miss an opportunity. Absolutely. Yes, sir. So your school is one of the few schools in Hillsborough County with an active NFL player. How do yeah. you use that as a form of inspiration for your kids in that area to let them know, like, hey, you don't have to go to these other schools. You can stay here at Leonard and make your dreams come true because we know South Hillsborough County is so populated. You guys have like three three high schools within a 10, 15 mile radius. Yeah, and building another one. Yes, sir. So how do you, like, what do you use to inspire kids? Like you said, you had a great turnout with 67 kids coming Monday and then 70 coming more, so they're interested. What is your momentum to keep those kids know, hey, you can stay here. We got everything we got, we everything you need right here for you. I think um, one of the things that we need to do um, at, at Leonard, at our coaching staff, is that we need to get our kids out and show them what, college programs look like that's something that obviously can't happen this season um but like when they get into bowl seasons in in january and in december finding a way to take our kids and watch the pregame practices and how they do things to show them these are the things that we're trying to teach you so you can get to this level because a lot of kids don't really know they think it's the social media stuff they think it's uh the, uh, the uniforms and stuff like that it's not it's none of that and a lot of kids get infatuated with, oh, I'm going to go to this school because I see that, you know, the, the kid committed to Clemson over here and this and that. At the end of the day, bro, if you got talent, they will find you. Yes, I don't sir. care what you say. <laughs> like, they will find you. If you're a baller, they will find you. Like, even Leonard, uh, when I was there, we won uh, the year before two, uh, four games. That, that year when I was there, we won two games. But we had college coaches in the spring, Toledo, USF, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, um, uh, Clemson came through, uh, uh, Murray State. Like We had schools coming through to check our kids because you're right, our area is so populated. We have a lot of athletes in our area in South Hillsboro. So what I'm trying to do is show this, show these kids that it don't matter where you go. It's all about what you do because we got kids who transfer all the time. All right, we we had one of our leading receivers transfer, and like he's still the same person, mm-hmm. right? Because your problems transfer with you, mm-hmm. so it really doesn't matter where you go; is how you're going to step up and how you're going to take those take that coaching. And so I really, de- I think it really depends on the coach who's there, and that's what we're trying to instill to our kids. We do have Deontay, who 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 plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, is a former Leonard player. 
And I've reached out to Deontay to see if he's able to come and talk to the kids just to give that sense of, just like you said, you can make it from here. But, bro, you can make it from anywhere. It's, it's putting in the work. I don't want to limit these kids. Hey, our program might not be for you, right? And I mm-hmm. told the kids when we had our parents meet, good programs are not for everybody. Because what we're not going to do is just because you're the best player, we're not going to just let you get away with everything. You still got to go to class. Still got to be on time. You still got to do the things that we're asking you to do because that's what the colleges are going to ask you to do. They don't care if you're the best player. Their job is to replace you every year in recruiting. So how can we hold you accountable to get you better? Um, so that that's really what we're trying to do. And so then hopefully the kids will see that. And there are going to be kids who don't like that, and that's okay. Those aren't the right kids for Leonard High. There might be the right kids for somewhere else, but I guarantee you that program is not going to be that that successful. Coach, I love what you said about telling the truth about just because you're getting recruited this year, they're recruiting somebody next year to replace you. 100%, and, man. And a lot of kids like, I, don't understand that. That That's one thing that, that I, I really – it frustrates me that, that a lot of – I don't, I don't want to say head coaches, but I, I see a lot of position coaches and I see a lot of um, – coaches who say they're coaches but they're really not they don't tell the kids the truth right and they have a lot of program bias my kids the best kids man are they really because i could like i don't have no program bias like i know what we got and i know what other schools got like i can tell you right now sumner probably got one of the best quarterbacks and on on this side of the state the kid's athletic as heck man you should go recruit that dang kid Mm -hmm. right like uh um 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 uh, Gaither got a young Jace, phenomenal quarterback, right? Like, I don't have any program bias, but we need to tell our kids the truth. Like, just because a kid goes to a Alabama camp or 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 a, uh, a Clemson camp, hey man, you're not at that level yet, right? So maybe we should start looking at schools that you can play at because unfortunately you weren't gifted at six four, two hundred and thirty pounds, get run four three. Like those are gifts, man. So let's see how we can get you to where you actually fall into. Like, I think we should tell kids the truth. Yes, sir. So I have a follow-up question with that. I know we didn't talk about it, but yeah, how do you handle that relationship? Because I know as a coach, I've had to have conversations where, you know, players and parents, their expectations don't match reality. And sometimes right. if you don't have that relationship with that parent or that player, it comes off as you being the da- not Debbie Downer or the bad guy, but in reality, I'm trying to help you out because just because – this person over here is telling you you can do this. That's not always the truth. Right. No, and, and you're right, and that does happen. Um, and I've had that happen to me before specifically. I had a quarterback uh, when I was at ODA who supposedly got a Tennessee offer. Had no, I'd never talked to any of the coaches before. Um, and I, I told the kid straight to his face. I said, hey, man, the way you produced last year, we're a small school. If you were Tennessee um, – had Tennessee ability to play in the SEC, bro, you should be throwing for 4,000 yards every year. Mm-hmm. Playing at a small school, right? So I, I really want you to look at that and let's go to a Tennessee camp. Let Go to camp and actually see the kids that they're recruiting and see if you even match up to that. Um, I think that's one thing that kids can do is, is, is connect with their coaches and say, coach, this is the level I want to play at. I don't care if you don't like me or not. This is what, and this is how good I think I am. I think kids need to go to camps and not the camps that are going to charge you a thousand dollars, but go to a rivals camp and look at the kids that actually are in groups that are being recruited. Do you look like that? Do you move like that? That's the eyeball test right there. 
And I think that's where kids should start having that reality check. Go, go, go on campus and actually compete against kids who you say you want to be. And I guarantee you, bro, you're going to start noticing, oh, man, I'm really not that good. Or, hey, man, I am that good, right? Because one thing I, I have noticed and I try to tell kids all the time, speed and talent and size do not have a grade oh. and an age, <laughs> right? Because, like, a perfect example, uh, when I was at Atlanta, we had a freshman who was a freaking burner. And I saw it, man. I'm like, dude, this kid's fast. And we had a senior who wasn't fast as him. That kid ran, he went and ran tracks. His name was Ramsey Cole. He's at Man T High now. He ran 10-8 as a freshman. He's a freshman, bro. Like, it, it, that stuff ain't got no age. There's no uh, uh, age or requirement of how good you can be. Like, like, like uh, uh, Tech, Tech had a receiver. I think he's still there. Um, he, they, they had a kick return and a receiver as a freshman taking kicks back to the crib on varsity football. Like, there is no age for it. When you when going down to, to South Florida, man, like, you look at Chaminade. Chaminade got a receiver, number one receiver in the country. Yeah, Dude, right he's sir. been like that since he's a sophomore. <laughs> yes, sir. Right? And so you got kids who are seniors talking about, oh, this is my year. Bro, it should have been your year. Yes, sir. Right? It, like, if that's really what it was. Now, now, some kids take time to blossom and things like that. But when you start talking about Division One type of talent and this is who I am, man, we should see it in your work ethic. We should see it on film. We should see it in the classroom. If you don't see those things – and those three places, that's not for you at this time. It might be somewhere else that's better for you. And I'm okay with telling a kid the truth, but I'm also letting them go see it for themselves. And if, if you know what, if they don't want to believe coach, they don't want to believe their assistant coaches, and they saw it for themselves and they still think it's something different, then we're okay with the kid moving on. Because at the end of the day, man, their problems are going to follow them. Coach, I love it. Like you said, the eyeball test never lies. And every year you see kids that, well, they be freshmen, junior sophomore if you have that skill set that skill set stands out no matter where you are yeah oh yeah so when it, it looks different on film don't it oh it oh it does it looks <laughs> different on film and it looks different in person like you could tell right away like oh yeah this kid is a legit power five player like it won't take that long yes. to see <laughs> yeah I, I tell kids all the time like because uh because when i stepped away um my wife had a, uh, a baby we, we had our first child and that was why i stepped away from leonard um two seasons ago um and i was training kids on the side and i said look bro i get that this is a level you want to be at but you have to understand and just think about it who are you running away from in high school football mm -hmm. right you can't run away from the dudes on your team what makes you think you're gonna run away from the dudes from the sec yes sir that, that, like, it doesn't even make sense yes sir i i remember i was at playing city uh mario williams freshman Ooh, his freshman year they were playing Armwood, and he caught a like a five-yard hook, and he ended up running away from the whole defense for a seven-yard yeah. touchdown. And I was just like, kids don't do that against Armwood. So that yeah. lets you know right there, he's different. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Armwood got uh, the, uh, the Stokes brother. Yeah. Ty Stokes went to Ohio State, mm -hmm. right? And then Kaysen. I saw Kaysen run track as a sophomore. I said, bro, he's a power five kid. Mm -hmm. if, 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 if he's running that fast and how good he is athletically on the field, I didn't know he was that fast. Then they got the RJ kid, stupid fast, mm -hmm. right? So if you can't run past these kids, then what makes you think you're going to run by grown men? Yes, sir. 19, 22, who've been in the weight room for, for four four years at a college program, like, who who getting it? it don't have, it's, it's a select few that can do that. Yes, sir. So my next question is, what does a coach KB built in football practice look like? So our, our practices, um, 
my practice because of who we are and the team that we are. We're going to be upbeat. We're going to be fast moving. Um, and we're going to practice just like uh, they practice in college. Everything's going to be scripted. Everything's going to be period based and we're going to move through every single period. Um, that's because that's the team that we're going to be. If we were a different team who flowed and grind the clock out, then we'll practice a little bit different. But how our practices are going to be is exactly the team that we're going to be. We're going to try to run you off the dang field offensively, and we're going to try to punish you defensively. But we got to have an up-tempo beat. We have to have up-tempo movements and periods. So that's how we're going to practice. Yes, sir. So we talked about you being a first-year head coach. You're coming in. You're setting your culture and your foundation how is it? How are you going to go about balancing? You know, as a first year coach, you want to win, but you right. also want to set the foundation of this is who we are and handling the expectations of your players in the community. So that's a great question, man. And, and our, our the coaching staff that 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 came with me, um, I just want to say they're doing a phenomenal job already, like phenomenal job. But we sat down and we talked. This is where we want to be. How do we get here? So we have to set those goals. I'm okay. And, and I take that back. I'm not okay, but I am okay. I'm okay with losing. No, I'm saying. okay with losing because I know where we're trying to get to. Are we going to go and, and, and run the tables and beat your Armwoods and beat your Sumners out the gate? I hope so. Right? We're going to try our best. But those are established programs already. And those are programs who are doing it the right way. We need to get there. Now, we're going to set that culture and we're going to set those expectations out front. And you know what? We might run some kids off. But what's going to happen is, is that those freshmen this year, those freshmen next year, and they turn into sophomores, and they turn into juniors. I guarantee you it's a three-year project. But watch how it flips because those kids coming in don't know nothing else right now. Yes, sir. We got a lot of, we got a lot of bad habits as seniors and juniors because that's all we know. Mm-hmm. We always, all we know is bad habits. And I'm saying bad habits because I'm not saying from the, the coaches who have been there, but we just haven't had success besides one year. Mm-hmm. So these kids need to have those expectations and success but it starts with our freshmen and our sophomores who really don't know anything. The kids are coming from JV to varsity. They don't really know anything. And so if we can mold those guys into what we want them to be and, and have that high expectation character going, that's when it's really going to turn. So I'm okay with us losing right now because we, that's all we know right now. And then that's just being honest, man. That's no shot to nobody else. We've won two games, four games, uh, two games, seven, zero, 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 and two. Like that's so we need to change that culture, and mm-hmm. we, we we have to start competing and pushing ourselves. Do we might be down twenty one nothing at halftime? How do we get out of it? One play at a time. We're teaching those things at practice. We're teaching those things at competition. We're putting our kids in those situations every day. Hey, man, you down fourteen nothing. Is it over? No, it ain't over, coach. Then let's go get it. One play at a time. We get a score, defense gets a stop, we right back in it. And still in confidence into our kids, not uh, putting them down. Um, it's really going to be a drive with those freshmen and those sophomores um, to set those expectations with them because when they turn into juniors and seniors and, and sophomores, and they're going to be pushing that culture with us. We have a lot of bad habits right now. Um, from our seniors and our juniors, just because that's all they know is bad habits, and we've let them, we've let them get away with so many things so far. It's hard to change those overnight. Um, so our expectations every day we want to compete at a high level. Like we want to compete. Yes, level. sir. So 
said someone that has experience, like I've taken over a program where we didn't have success of winning. Our last winning season was in 2010 before I got yeah. here. I totally understand what you're saying is that you got to teach kids how to compete, how to win. Yeah. This is how we want to do things. So like you said, nobody wants to lose, but I was okay. Like you said, I'm okay with losing as long as we're losing the right way as far as I know we're learning from this. If you don't mind sharing with us, what do you want to establish this upcoming season as year one, your baseline, your foundation? Um, I, I want to establish a sense of pride of going out there and competing at a high level. Everything we every time we step out on the field and executing what we do best. It doesn't matter what you think you can do as an individual. Our coaches will put you in those situations. I want to execute at a high level. I want to make sure that we are, are expecting to win every time. Um, and I, our goal is to win districts, right? We got to win three games. Mm-hmm. We win three games. We host a playoff game. So first thing we got to knock out, we need to win districts. After that, then we can keep moving forward. But our goal is to win districts every year. Love it, Coach. Love it. So it's Friday night. We're moments away from a kickoff. What does a Leonard Longhorn football team led by Coach KB Belton look like for the next two and a half hours? Um, the 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 first the first ten minutes, you you'll see the energy. I'm talking about um, how 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 we come out. Um, I mean, we gonna have smoke coming out, purple smoke, gold smoke, whatever we got. We gonna have people back flipping it. We gonna be have we gonna have a lot of excitement going um, just to get ourselves going right. Every day, every day we get together, we got a lot of energy. So that's the first thing that you're gonna see. But you're gonna see that carry through all the way through the all the two hours. Our student section, they are a phenomenal student section. Our team is gonna keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. No matter if we're winning or losing, that's what you're gonna get for the next two hours. Yes, sir. I love it, man. Like I say that that energy, that relentlessness, it's yep. culture. It, it builds, it leads to winning. So Absolutely, man. Coach, my last question for you. I appreciate all of your time. Um, do you have any players that we should know about? I know you get, just got there and you're starting to take off, so if you don't have many right yeah. now, that's fine. But any players you want to shout out, you know, that's the whole purpose of this is to give those kids that exposure. Yeah, absolutely. We got three players um, that have been really busting their butts right now. And, and I'm not saying that everyone hasn't. Yes, um, these three three players have really separated themselves of, hey, man, we're here to get it done. Um, we have a slot receiver, Braylon Smith. Um, kid's good, man. And he's grown. He's been working. You can his size chest is getting bigger, and he still can move. He should have been a track kid, man. He can he can go. Um, I, he should have been a four hundred runner. How long his legs are? Um, but he, he he's going to have a big year for us. Um, our um, our rover back Elijah Dorsell. They call him Rabbit. Um, game changer. Game changer. If we can. If we can get him coached up into some details, he's going to have a big year for us on the defensive end. Um, our defense actually played really well last year, um, and he and he was a big anchor for that. And then our middle linebacker, Anthony Hunt. So Anthony Hunt, uh, you, uh, you kind of mentioned it, um, our running back from three years ago mm-hmm. when he had the offensive line, Tino, that's his brother. Okay, yes, sir. So Anthony Hunt, Tino and Anthony are brothers, and, and Anthony looks just like Tino, but he plays on the other side of the ball, and he and he's coming to whack you every single time. Um, and he's a wrestler as well too, um, and he's super athletic. So th- th- those are the three guys that have really, really, really stepped up so far. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, Coach, for allowing me to sit down and interview you and get more information about the Leonard program. I know 
it's not going to be long before you switch that culture because, like I said, I can see it in your hear it from your passion that this is something you want to do. The kids are going to buy in because you got me intrigued on the office end right now. Like, I would want to go out there and play offensively from you right now. So, thank you again for everything and best of luck. And maybe sometime throughout the year, I can get back on with you and we'll, we'll check progress and see how we're doing. Absolutely, baby. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yes.